0: My name is Tony, and I was in a cult for over a decade. And my name is Lindsay, and my sister was in a cult for over a decade. And now I'm out. Lindsay and my family helped get me out, and we have created a podcast. Playing in Traffic. We interview survivors of the Wimscog. We cover topics of healing and topics of all things about cults. So tune in like, subscribe, whatever all that means, and enjoy the process of deconstruction. Welcome to Playing in Traffic. This is our disclaimer song. This is our disclaimer song. It's our don't sue us don't sue us if you didn't want us to make a podcast about you then you probably shouldn't have started a religion where you brainwashed people and separated them from your family so it's kind of your fault but don't sue us don't sue us you know who you are so don't do it don't sue us don't sue us is part two of our interview with esperanza a former colorado springs leader and she is going to finish her story and share with us how she finally escaped the whimscog so she
1: said okay this is the plan um you know the it was really busy like that week i think it was like feast coming up um no it was like before passover so it wasn't yet uh no yeah passover was coming up yeah um oh oh, i can't i just love
0: that because that's how we tell time Lindsay. we say huh it was around feast of tabernacles like in our (laughs) mind that's how we like tell the time and also throughout the week we'd be like oh it's third day so like It kind of like your whole life is mapped out by these little increments of freaking space and time. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, you're fine. That's like, I still do that. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And so she said, okay, uh, just like act like everything is normal for a few days. And then on Sunday, um we're going to we're going to tell him that you two are going to move into another brother's house and you're going to start a house church there and be like leaders of that house church and they said like he'll really like that because he'll be excited to like have the blessing and then um then when he like goes to work the next day we'll go get all your stuff and move you back here and then that, good, great. And then you just file the divorce and let him know. Um, wild. <laughs> this is actually what happened. Like I... stress for you right now. <laughs> it was so intense. Um, can I also say after some, like literally maybe three or four months after I moved into the church, um, another member moved in um like a sister moved in and she was single yeah um and I, I, I I I love her I love her and I miss her so much a lot a lot and I was so happy she was there because even just like having another person in the house that I loved like it was just helpful even just seeing her when I'd walk out of my room it was just like oh I love you i love that you're here um (laughs) and she never knew what was like she never knew anything you're not allowed to tell anybody what you're like anybody what you're going through um it's crazy to even look back at pictures now like when i was in the church and like when i see a picture and i'm like wow i remember what the night at home was like before and or that morning i remember what he said to me before i walked out the door and like just looking at my eyes i'm like oh my gosh like you can really see that there's something going on um but at the time i was like oh wow cute picture
0: (laughs) yeah it's crazy Um, how we sort of dissociate to protect ourselves
1: yeah yeah
0: no absolutely
1: um so all right operation move everyone around so then um, <laughs> Sunday came, um, he like thought that we were going to be church leaders and I was supposed to play a- along with it. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. Thanks to father, mother for the blessing to be house church leaders. Um, like, it'll be really hard, but it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so they move us. And like, during this time, though, I still caught him taking pictures of me. I caught him taking pictures of me two more times before I, like, actually was removed from the situation after he said he would delete them and whatever. Um, So then, um, so they move us out um, while trying to keep it a secret from all the other people that lived in the house, which is just, like, crazy how they did stuff like that. And then um, he goes to work the next morning and they told me to just send him a big text message and say like I can't do this anymore like they wanted me to text him like she read the message and was like okay say this take that out like the the everything was very much orchestrated by the church like I anything like I I just at the time was like I want to do what's right I want to do what God wants me to do I want to handle the situation the way God wants me to handle it. And I really trusted that these people were like being like led by God. And so I was like, yeah, well, what should I say? Okay. Well, he said this. So what like, and they would, but they would ask me like anything he sends you, you come tell us. Like, it wasn't like, I was just like, you know, in trying to get them to do that. Cause I don't want them to like twist my words and say that. No, like they told me like, show us what he says. um, And then like, we'll tell you so that's what happened so I sent him this big message was like oh I can't do this anymore like I just really don't like the picture situation like which was true um but yeah and was like I'm I'm leaving I'm gonna file for divorce like um so yeah I left they like went and got my stuff moved me back into the house but like, it was like not until the next day. So for one night, like I was just like, there was, I had no furniture, nothing in this like bug ridden, disgusting room. Um, there was like this tiny little lovese that we had gotten like donated or something. It was kind of gross. Um, and I slept on that, that night. And I remember that morning, that like member that I told you, that sister that had like moved in, that I loved she was on the way to work and she like came out and saw me on the couch and like you're not allowed to tell anyone your situation but like I didn't have a blanket I didn't have anything and I was like scrunched up on this tiny love seat and she came and like just put a blanket on me (laughs) sorry um don't be sorry she just she just came and put a blanket on me and and left and didn't uh, she never asked anything she didn't like you know, she weren't allowed to, but I just remember I just like laid there and cried after she left. And I like, that was the first time and only time for quite a while that I ever like let myself feel feelings about my situation. Um, but yeah, then like the divorce process was so crazy. Um, he like
0: did he respond to so your
1: text? Um, he did. He was like, he went, he was crazy. He went back and forth between like, no, I love you, don't do this, to like, I'm so happy that we're divorcing. I hate being with you. You're a terrible person. Like, just all of this stuff. I mean, like, he, he was just so mean. I mean, even I remember in the morning, I'd be getting ready for work, trying to like quickly slap on as much make it as I can so I don't look like a trash bag because I'm not sleeping or eating and I'm, you know, you know, the deal. And he's like, he would look at me and be like, wow, you think you're so pretty. And like, you're just so ugly. If only everybody knew who you really are. Like, he's just, he's just a narcissist, like whatever. Um, but yeah, I, you know, so then I'm, I'm living in this, back in the same room where everything happened. I'm working from home because it's COVID. Then at this time, the church completely shut down. And so only the members that like lived at the church were like allowed to be there. Um, and then like we kept Passover. Um, but he got like crazy. So I had to like, um, like I was afraid of him, honestly. Like I still am, and I can like explain like more about that. And there, there's so much in this regard that just like happened that's so poopy. Um, but so I had filed the divorce. I'd paid for it, which like I did not like. You don't have money when you're in church. So like 250 bucks to file a divorce. That's like more than everything that I have. Um, and so. I filed a divorce. We like um th- we did this thing where like we got him to sign the papers. Like me and um uh, my like group leader sat in a, a like study room. They brought him in and like, you know, I was told like, you know, I just was like divorce, like <laughs> sign these papers and I, I just had everything like I don't. I don't want to talk to you. Like, just sign these papers. Um, Nothing you will say will change my mind. Like that. In that moment, I was. I felt like a hostage. I was like, here, here, here. Oh, you forgot the (laughs) date. And yeah, then like a couple days after that, I think he like figured out that like the church like orchestrated that situation like no not actually going to be a house church like we're just moving you and like he found out that I like lived back there and so then he like you know he has anger issues so he flipped the freak out which is like yeah the church is really shady in that regard and like the way they handled it as well um not like nobody deserves the things that they do and then manipulation um but like He's fine. He was fine. Um, He kind of deserved to be pushed out like that. Uh, He deserved to be completely kicked out of the church, in my opinion. But um, he was a gospel worker, so they needed him. Um, Anyway, um, so then he he got angry. He came to the church and had this, like, verbal blowout with um, the deacon. He wasn't a deacon at the time, but um, anyway. Doesn't matter, irrelevant. Um, and just was like calling the leaders all these names, and um, you know the way they manipulated situation, which is like, yeah, it's true. Um, but it was just terrifying, and I remember being in like one of the study rooms, like a couple doors down, and like just kind of hearing everything. And um, but it just got like scary because like he. Like nobody was really allowed to come to the church but he would have to like come for specific things i don't really know um but like the the sister at the time would be like oh like we can't go over there like and she would try to like keep it hush, hush as to why we couldn't go over there but it's like oh like i know because he's here but it was just scary for me in that moment because it's like i don't want to see this person um anyway so like some time passes like and I feel like I start to feel very like I'm thankful I'm like wow thanks to father mother they got me out of this like abusive situation and now I like now I get to like I overcame and I get to still live here at Zion and like I was getting like even more blessings and I was like doing even more at the church and so it was just so like I thought that I had like made it, you know, Um, and, but like, in reality, like I had a lot of like trauma that just happened. And I was also like working from home in a room by myself all day in the same room where everything happened. And, you know, then like going to the church and it's just like five of us versus, you know the the bigger groups and like there's not any more of like because you know in like cults they keep you so busy and so like for a lot of people like when they leave it was they had a situation where like you know they were put in a hospital or like they just were given a moment to breathe and like they had reactions and it was like and through that they were able to realize some things and leave but for me um you know, I had time to like sit with my thoughts and everything. Um, but I, I didn't understand in that moment at all, what was going on. Um, like within myself, like I, I just was like, I just feel crazy. Like, I just feel like I'm on edge all the time. And like, I just, I can't relax. And like, I, I can't sleep and I, um, I don't know what to do. And like I couldn't even, I remember at the time I was trying to explain, um, explain to like the deaconess like how I was feeling, but I didn't really understand. Um and sharing things with that them things like that with them though, they're like, oh, like, oh, are you sick? Are you spiritually sick? Like, um, I was like, no, like I was just abused and like you guys were really shady. <laughs> um And yeah, and in regard to the divorce too, I was still dealing with that. And like, he was being like, I had blocked his number, but we had to keep email communication. And so like almost every day he was sending me like these crazy things. Um, And then like our court hearing was over the phone um, because of COVID. He got like, he was so like belligerent over the phone. Like the clerk couldn't even really speak. And the clerk was like, Okay, I think you guys need mediation. We're gonna postpone and I cause he would be like she's crazy, she doesn't know what she's talking about, we're not getting a divorce, like let's just we're not doing this. And I would be like, No, please help me. I need to get away from him, like please, like just finalize the divorce. I don't have money to pay for this again. Like, I you know, then he like no showed the mediation and then they dropped the case. Um, so yeah. Um, but you know, so I was just dealing with lot and then like trying to then like Passover is coming it's COVID you think the world's about to end and then like you're, you're a leader you're in charge of like making sure all these members keep the Passover and then it's the first Passover that's like remote and so like it was just this unbelievable time um and I was just so scared for everyone I was so scared for me like it just oh my gosh it was just crazy but just Can I ask how after, they did yeah.
0: that? I'm curious. I haven't yeah. really talked to anybody. Um, so did yeah. you guys deliver the bread and wine to the individual members? So what we did is,
1: like, we took, um, we just got numbers, like, how many members in your household, and, like, we, you know, they made sure that, like, they were people who were actually baptized and whatever. Um, and there was just all this, like, order of instruction that was given from Korea, like, um as far as like how to the order of service, um, cause you know, you, usually you just go and the, the service is led. And so you don't have to do the opening prayer yourself. And, all and so that. then so they like, would
0: have to wash each other's feet then too. Right. At home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Did you keep it but at was, the church or did I, because you lived I there? Did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was like the overseers and like the, how many of us lived there? I don't know. Like five or six of us. Um, But yeah, they restrict
0: people to who were baptized like they did here in Denver.
1: They did. Yeah, you had to be baptized to keep the Passover. And it was even like a. um, They weren't even really there was a time during COVID where they were not doing baptisms. So Mm -hmm. they were like, oh, if you have someone that needs to be baptized, like they need to wait or like, let's hope the world doesn't end before you can be baptized because because of COVID, we can't baptize anybody. And so that's so like. You know, they already, like, scare people into getting baptized. But then, like, you know, just imagine, like, you hear that God came and you're going to die if you don't get baptized right now. But then they tell you, like, so they do all of that. And then they're like, oh,
0: but wait, we actually can't baptize
1: you until, like, we don't know when. Like, the world might end before we can baptize you.
0: So, good luck. That's what he did to (laughs) Tony. So, they told her she couldn't celebrate Passover until the second half. Unless Mm -hmm. she comes with her tithing. Isn't that right, Tony? Yeah. You had like a spiritual threat and a physical threat like coming at you on board. worried about the world ending and you're worried about your crazy ex-husband who knows where you live very easily and I'm so glad that you're okay and safe because we're in such a dangerous situation and this whole story is pissing me off so bad. I know. All of the people should have protected you. Like women die every day from domestic violence and this guy is like he sounds like so cookie cutter of like the kind of guy who then he murdered his ex-wife and it's like yeah we watching the alex murdoch trial that's why Lindsay's upset. but um esperanza uh where when so when you were you escaped and you went you know and got away from him and and he moved to the other was he a leader in the other church then after he separated from no so
1: it wasn't So that house that like they moved us into, and then he just lived in, it was not a house church at all. That like what they told him, like it was a complete lie.
0: Okay, so they Uh, didn't like put him in charge of members again.
1: I just remembered something I wanted to say too. Like, um, I remember when this was all happening, and the deaconess was telling me like, "This is what we're gonna do." I was like, so, because I was like new to the church, and I didn't realize how much they lied, and so I was like, wait, like but we're, like, lying, like, that's not right, right, and she was, like, well, it's, like, okay, if it's, like, a white lie, you know, it's a white lie, so it's okay, um, yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to yep, mention that, that's, that's yeah,
0: what a white,
1: say. a white lie, cool. yeah, um, but, yeah, so, no, it wasn't a, it wasn't a house church at all, still isn't, never was, it was just a house that a brother lived in, and he actually had, like, two people that lived with him that were not members of the church. Like, it was just, like, a member. So they house. just pawned him was, off
0: on the other guy. That's funny.
1: Yeah, and he wasn't even, like, a super active member. Like, he was. He'd come preaching here and there, but he wasn't, like, you know, he had, like, spurts where he'd, like, yeah, I'm going to do LA Academy, and then be, like, oh, just kidding, um, which, good for him. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he lived there. He actually ended up getting kicked out by that guy, which is funny. Um <laughs>
0: But see, he um, was probably angry at the church, but he took it all out on you because obviously he can't take yeah. it out on the church. So, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, like it just, um, yeah, but I, so me, I'm I'm going through my stuff. I was also worried that I was going to lose my job because like um, it's a nonprofit organization. So I was like, okay, yeah, we're definitely like, and I was the receptionist. So I was like, I'm definitely going to lose my job. <laughs> So I was like trying to reach out to the other departments and help people trying to like hold on to that for dear life. Cause I'm like, I need money. I'm probably gonna pay for this horse again Um, anyway. So um, yeah, but like all of this was just like bubbling up and I just like was freaking out. And I was always like, I was just on edge. Like I remember during that time I would just like I would work, I'd go to the church as soon as I could and I would just like study by myself in a room and then I would like play my violin in the sanctuary. I'd like, you know, hook up all the speakers and I just would like blast my violin for hours. I'd do it from like ten to two AM. Um, and that was like my therapy in that moment. And I was only allowed to do that at the church because like it was COVID, nothing was like going on and like other they were having other people there learn instruments so that we could color to strings never really had like an orchestra but we would do like little things um anyway but I eventually like things just bubbled over and like an old friend ended up reaching out to me and her and I um lived together like way before the church um and we were good friends and I um I ended up like going to meet her like for lunch or something and um or maybe I just went to her house I don't remember like all this is so like it was such a traumatic time and I've blacked out a lot of it you know um but yeah um she was like I oh, I was at her house because I remember seeing the house and like there were she was like another like shared house like she had like these really fun like really sweet roommates and it was this, like, huge house, they had an amazing view of the mountains, and I was just, like, you know, it's just a moment where, it, like, it just connected me to, like, an old friend, and, like, um, other gosh, people, like, her and I, yeah, and, and she, she was, was always so, like, I just, she was always such a good friend, and I, but anyway, so I just reconnected with her, and then, like, I ended up just being so sick of, like, being in my space that one day I asked her, like, can I work from home but like at your house (laughs) so like I did that but like I I told the church that because sometimes I did have to like go into the office to like do some things um so I told them like I had to go into the office that day but I really went to her house and I just like I remember it was a um a Thursday and like I was at her house and I just never left (laughs) I, I, re- I stayed that night and I didn't go home and like that was just like I was in so much trouble because like automatically they assume like oh you're out like thinning and doing drugs and having sex and it was like no I was like in a quiet home with beautiful lighting and good friends and I slept <laughs> um And I ate, like, a good meal that was, like, not intended to be given to me to brainwash me. Um, And, uh, yeah, then I went to the church that, like, they asked me, like, oh, are you coming for preparation day? Like, what's wrong with you? Because, like, I, you know, I was in trouble. Um, And I was, I responded, like, I'm not sure, which was, like, you know, Oh, my God. I was in, like, how they would say, like, they wanted to give me memes. Did they say that in Denver? Okay, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> Meme. Meme. A snaking? Oh, my God, yeah. It's no, like it's like, like, they want to rebuke
1: out. you. They're going to yeah. deserve rebuking because,
0: uh-huh. yeah, you're being bad. Or pow-pow. Did oh. you hear pow-pow, too? Yeah yeah somebody said yeah, Pow-pow, Pow-pow, That's Pow-pow, 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 yeah. it's yeah. a sweet way that they want to abuse. yeah yeah so exactly. so you did you go for preparation day
1: so i went like later when everything was already done Nice. and i um i met with the deaconess and i was so in the in the moment too though i was so confused because i i still very much believe that like this was God, and, like, but I was just so, like, I couldn't function, like, I was so, just, like, not okay, and I just needed, I just needed help, but they don't, they don't do that, they just thought, like, oh, you're spiritually sick, and it's, like, no, like, I need just to be, like, taken care of, like, I just, I just need a little bit of, like, actual love, you know?
0: (laughs) When you spent time with your friend, did you confide in her about what happened in your marriage? No.
1: I didn't tell anybody, anybody until, like, recently.
0: Did she know that you were in a cult?
1: So she actually had come to the church a couple of times, and she didn't tell me this until, like, after, but she did say, like, Yeah, I was, like, worried about you there because it was kind of weird. That's all she said. But I, in that moment, like, I would never have admitted in that moment that it was a cult or that it was a weird, like, I never, I was so defensive of the church, so I would not have said anything, like, and I wasn't even, like, admitting that I was, like, leaving. I just was, like, confused and I... But that preparation day that I met with the deaconess, I um, told her that I went to my friend's house and she was like, I was so hurt and confused in this moment because she just like, she didn't really say much to me. She just was like, well, maybe you should just go live with her. And I remember I was like ugly crying so hard and she like, like, walked me out the door in front of, like, everybody. I mean, it was five of us, but, like, but it was, like, the five people that I was, like, I lived with them, and they they had no idea what was going on, and I'm, like, this ugly crying mess. I hadn't been there in, like, 48 hours or whatever, and, oh, my gosh, I was so upset, um, and then, like, a couple days later, they ended up, like, moving my stuff into my friend's house, so weird because in the same sentence they were like um telling me like to come back and like it was so weird because it was like but in the conversation I just was so like unresponsive like I was just such a mess I didn't know what to tell her she's asking me like well what's wrong with you what are you feeling do you like but I I didn't I really didn't know and even in the, this moment like it, it's I still fully understand everything like it's such a process but Um, yeah, but I, I left and I just started like, you know, they told me, oh, like, well, now you have to keep home worship. And that next day was the Sabbath day. And so I, I tried to keep home worship and I like, as soon as the service started, I just started crying. Like I was just in my full, like, you know, banker, as you say, Tony banker attire in my bedroom, like just on my knees crying because I'm like I'm like how have I been like like I I felt like God had like rejected me and like left me like how I just was so hurt and confused and then after that it was just like well if I'm not there then And, like, you know, when you're there, they scare you so much as to, like, if you ever leave. So, and then they even, like, you know, there's the verses that they use, like, oh, it would have been better for this person if they had never been born. And, like, it it had been better for them if they'd never known the truth at all. And all of these things. And so I was just like, that's all I believed in that moment. And it was like, okay, well, like, I guess I'm done for. I guess I can never have an opportunity to like be saved and I'm just gonna go to hell because like I left for 48 hours and I was crying and I didn't know how to explain myself and yeah um later I talked with the deaconess and she was like I thought you wanted to move and I because there there was a moment where I wanted to go back to the church and like but she had moved to another location the deaconess she and she actually wanted me to move over there. Like she was like gonna set things up. We actually had a plan. I was gonna go, and she was like, "No, I didn't want you to leave. Like I, I thought you wanted to leave." Um, Where did she
0: go? Just curious.
1: She went to Memphis, Tennessee.
0: Wow! Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Isn't it so shocking how quickly they turn on you? You're like, "Yeah." Are you kidding? We've been like sisters, like sisters, yeah. for five years, and. I missed 48 hours, and now you're just going to humiliate me like this in front of our, yeah, our tribe. that
1: was, like, excruciating. I hated that. <laughs> oh, that's
0: so awful. Yeah. Like abuse and after abuse after abuse. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, then, I, like, oh, my gosh. Then, I so I'm away from the church. I still very much believe that, like, oops, that was the true church like I just thought that like I was gonna go to hell and like there was nothing that I could do about it because like I just felt like I was the worst person ever um and that God would never want anything to do with me after that um so then I was like well I'm going to hell so I might as well just like be in the world so I was like okay well what are people my age doing okay they're dating and like okay so I like I ended up meeting this guy within like two weeks of leaving the church and the first month um I got pregnant and I freaked out immediately scheduled an abortion because I was like um I was like oh my gosh well I can't have a baby because as you know like babies in the church that's a no-no like even um i forgot to mention this when um they had partnered that brother and i um she had told me like you need to make sure like no baby she said if if you do get pregnant you just need to do the abortion and then that's it yeah she just flat out told me that um so then um Yeah. So then I'm like, I've only been out of the church for like a month. I like accidentally get pregnant because I'm like, you know. Dealing with my trauma in ways that aren't the best. Um, And. Yeah, I freak out. I schedule an abortion and like. I have this abortion and. That was. Like now, now in this me being who I am now I don't know that I I, if that would have happened to me like never being part of the church if I would have like gotten pregnant like I don't think I would have had an abortion um and I oh my gosh that the night I had the abortion because I I did the one where like you take the pill at home and it's just happens at home but it was like oh my gosh I, I was, just like, on the bathroom floor, like, in so much pain and just, like, cried all night. And
0: Were you alone? It was,
1: um, my, so I lived with my friend, but she had, like, her sister in town and they had all these plans. And, um, they like, invited me to go to dinner and I was like, I can't, I'm doing an abortion tonight. <laughs> So um, they were so sweet though. They like bought me these like granny panty pads and like <laughs> um, like chocolate and all these things. Um, and um, gave me like a heating pad because I didn't have do anything. Do you think?
0: Do you think that if you would have had an abortion inside the church like they recommended, um, do you think that they would have been that supportive as your other friends were, like throughout the uh, whole process? Or do you think they would have just no, let you do with it by yourself? They probably would have made
1: me like kimchi, like ramen, kimchi and right, and I'd like.
0: Right. You okay? We'll Can we preaching
1: tomorrow? Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh
1: my god. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm so sorry
0: you went through that. That's so so sad.
1: Yeah. Um. Do you yeah, think I,
0: the abortion thing is tricky because I'm very pro-choice and I feel like they take away. Yeah but that's not a choice, they don't give you choice. Yeah, yeah, and, like, I think, like,
1: right now, just, like, personally, I'm even debating now if I even want kids, and it doesn't really have to do with the church anymore, um, it's just, like, I'm just really enjoying not having kids, um, yeah, it it is complicated. And I don't think I, I don't think I should put any pressure on myself to decide like, well, what's my opinion? Do I want to Abortion? No abortion, abortion, but I, I am like pro-choice, but you're, you're exactly right. Like whether I would have had the abortion or not, my decision in that moment was 100% influenced by the church. Um, because I was told if you get pregnant, you need to have an abortion. Um, like other, like, yeah because how can you be a gospel worker how can I do all the things that I was doing if I have a baby like as we know that doesn't happen um
0: and it complicates yeah. your recovery quote-unquote process later in life where you're looking back at yeah. it and, would I have done that maybe I would have but I don't even know if I would have or not and so yeah. that processing later of like having an abortion which is a really important moment in a woman's life if they do do that whether it mm-hmm. be guilty or they're like so relieved that they did it and they don't have this baby, you know, that they, um, yeah. and that's a big moment for all women. And so then to complicate that, that processing with, I don't know if I did this because of the church or not. I
1: mean, and I, I definitely did because I very specifically remember in those moments, I was like, well, the whole time I was away from the church because I actually went back for quite a while. Um, and I just recently left again, but um in that moment it was like like how could I have a baby like how could I ever show my face in Zion if I have a baby like I because like you know what they would say about you and like you know oh yeah that's why she left the church because she just had sinful desires and um yeah so um yeah, they would totally, you know, they flip it on you. And um, it's just crazy. But um, yeah, so I, I was away from the church. Um, I ended up like the owner of that house we were living in was going to sell it. So we all had to move. My friend like moved to Denver, got of a relationship and we kind of like disconnected. And then I moved into uh, a new house um, and I I got like a second job. And then the church, like they were always like reaching out to me. Um, and I um, got a second job. They found out like where my job was, and so then they were stopping in there all the time. Um, and like it was so hard when I would see them because, like these are people that you that you love. like, and for like, and i i just I just want to say, like if any of them like hear this, like i, for me, like my care for them. It was never, like, conditional, you know? Like, I cared about them on the inside. I care about them now. And if they ever, like, needed anything, I'm here. Um... <laughs> so it would like, it was hard when I would see see them because, you know, you miss them so much. But then you're trying to, like, you know, then like, there's this whole crazy stuff that, attached to it where it's, like, in, in that moment, I... That time that I left the church, I never for a second even thought that it was a cult. I never um even looked at any of that. And I um I just thought that like I was just gonna go to hell and I wasn't worthy and like um yeah, but I I always like hoped that somehow, some way like I could go back and um like be given a second chance and so uh yeah and also like the the divorce still wasn't done um and it had been like almost a year I don't know let's see I left in like August of 2020 and I went back in March of 2022 um so it's been like I don't know a year I haven't done the math but um the divorce like still wasn't done and you know I have this person's last name and so like every time like I was so afraid to like show my ID or even my debit card to anybody like my family had no idea like that I was married they like nothing um not did even you took my it huh? yeah you I did because like in the moment it was like oh I want to like really show my face like I'll just yeah let's do it um so bad and I I like really hated his last name too. It like, didn't go well with my name. It didn't flow well, (laughs) so I didn't like that. Um, But yeah, so just like, I just hated that. And I, I wanted to get the divorce done. It was like this thing that was always hanging over me. And like, I never really like dealt with the abuse. Like I did actually start going to therapy, but I was so like, I didn't even bring, like, I just started talking with the therapist about, like, my family stuff from childhood, which is, like, very important. I'm really glad I did that because it's all part of this process of, like, okay, why, like, why did I latch onto the cult the way I did? But I never, like, I didn't bring up that I was in an arranged marriage until, like, the last session I had with this particular therapist. And she had so many questions and I would not answer them because I was just, like, if I... I was just like, oh, God is watching me right now. And if I say that, like, the church, like, did this and, like, blah, 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 then it's going to make the church look bad. And then I'm going to be leading people away from God instead of leading them to God. So I would never, like, say anything.
0: Um, Oh, my God, I remember being afraid of therapy and always, like, I could never do therapy because then God will hear what I tell them. And they're just going to try to confuse me even more. I remember that. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. Did you write letters to mother? I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I. Of course, she had faith. I would
1: always write her letters, like about my situation, like all the time. Like, but no no help. Yeah, I also did struggle in writing letters to her because I was so like, oh my gosh, because like you know you watch that video all the time of like mother's sacrifice, and you see they make it seem like she's like drowning in letters inside this room and like can't even breathe and like
0: yeah <laughs> she, that's what they and, make you know, it seem like she'll like she she bother her to like hold her
1: eyelids open to like read all these letters <laughs> and the languages that so she doesn't understand like <laughs> so true so she i was it. like how can i be a burden and like send her a letter and make her read it and it's like and they just like play with you so hard in that they're like they tell you like oh, you need to like, do you even believe that she's God? Like, of course she's fine. She can like, she knows your letter before you even write it or whatever. Don't write your letters too long because she has so much to do and, and don't be a, a burden. You know, sometimes you need to figure things out like for yourself, like, you know, be, be a mature child and don't be like whining tea. Don't be the whiny baby all the time. Um, I, it's just so like okay. Well, do I write the letter or do I not? So like, and you know, I wanted to be the like perfect child that like never. And then they tell you like, oh, you're arrogant because you want to be a good child to God. Like they're just so. Oh my gosh, it's it, so gets, like, you can yeah, you
0: can't ever win.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, e- exactly. You're never oh, you're never good, good enough. You, so then, like the um, I went back to the church because so they the members used to visit me like in little groups at my work. Um, and then like one of them, like a um, she's now a deaconess. One of the members came like by herself. One of the members came by herself and she was someone that like, she was older, um, both like she'd been in the church for like more than a decade. And like, you know, she was older than me. And um her and I were i always like really connected and I I really missed her and I she came by herself though and so I just I don't know what it was about that day but I just like blurted everything out to her I was like they set me up with brother and and he won't do the divorce and he was really abusive and I don't know what to do and like I just want to get the divorce done and I really want to come back because at the same time that's when like the stuff with the Ukraine and Russia just started happening and then Passover was coming you know so then your brainwashed brain you're like Oh my gosh like this is the moment of truth i'm about to die or like and go to hell or go like you know that's like it's here um so like i wanted to go back and she was like oh well there's new leaders here um and i i think you know brother needs a minute so like i think that you should really talk with the new missionary about everything and um you know then they'll help you so you can come back um so I met with him. I talked with him. I told him just about everything. What's his Damn. name? He came Michigan. from. So they were in California and Seattle and Texas. I know that that goes to the places that they've.
0: We're allowed to I say think, their name. Michelle Colon said we're allowed to say their name because if they have a le, if they have a title, right, Lindsay? Yeah, if they have a title. Then so they're, they yeah, they need so, to be called out so, because they're traveling yeah, all over this fucking country. Yeah
1: missionary sam and deaconess why am i forgetting her name oh my god what did he say so he was actually so like um he was so like love bombed me was like oh like you know we heard so much about you we were like well where is she like the gospel worker and You know, so such good faith, and everybody miss you so much. The members talk about you every day, and you know, like, just was so like made me feel like that was where I was supposed to be. You know, and um, was like he told me like, okay, well, just he said I'm so sorry. Like he did apologize on like behalf of the church. Was like, I'm so sorry that you know this happened to you, like you know like he did say like something along the lines of like yeah you know like sometimes there is like kind of like arranged marriage in the church but it's more usually like they they talk for a little while and like date and then decide if they do want to do the marriage and so he was like I'm so sorry that it happened to you like um I will make sure that further signs everything and um Does everything and so and then but it was the same thing like okay any emails that he sends to you show them to me um and I and I looked at it I was thankful though I was like okay you're helping me and he did like he did help me get to do everything because like I had paid for the divorce an additional time like before this like in the interim of the first one and this last one and like same situation wouldn't do anything um he like didn't want to sign things he didn't like he was just like no. Um, so this time though, the he got to like, not only sign the divorce paperwork, but to pay for it this time. Um, so I was just so like, in the moment, I was like, oh my gosh, like, oh, wow, thanks upon my mother. Like, maybe I wasn't like in the wrong and maybe I can come back and I, you know, maybe I was just like Jonah in the fish. I don't know. You know, like they give you all these like crazy analogies to make your situation seem okay um but yeah so then I'm like this was like really hard though because he well he he told me like oh and like depending on he asked me like oh will you be okay like because still there at the church and so like if I was gonna be coming to service like it's gonna be there he was like oh well are you like okay like to be around him and everything and like at the time I was like, well, I, I don't know. I hadn't seen him in like over a year. So it's like, well, I don't know, I think so. Like I'll just pray really hard and like try to be strong. Like I don't want my salvation to be lost because like someone is just here. Um and so yeah, I like the first time I like saw him, my body just started shaking and like I, you know. And that happened continuously, and I would just try to like control it. And like then, like missionary told the a, just like the group leader, um, you know, who was, you know, the girl that um, she's like now a group leader, but it was the girl that like had put the blanket on me that one morning, um, had told her she didn't know the situation, but he had just told her, like, oh, like, if you see if you're walking with Esperanza, like make sure Esperanza's never alone. Um, because also one thing to do is if he saw that I was alone anywhere inside the church, like while we were married, he would like come into the room and like try to do things. And I'm like, dude, get out of here. Are you crazy? Like we're about to be freaking lightning bolted from the sky right now. (laughs) Um, and my thing is, is like, how is it that like, even though they didn't, I, think that the church like sets people up with abusers you know but I really don't like that two leaders in a row know exactly what he did and the fact that like he was taking pictures of me like my legs underneath the table inside the church before we were even like arranged like you can't tell me that he hasn't done that before that he's not going to continue and like why do you still have him there like that's not okay. And so when when missionary Sam came, he actually demoted and like because he like wasn't doing the work. He didn't know anything about like our merit or like how the details about it. I don't know what we did or didn't tell him at that point. But he had like demoted him and like few other people. Like that's normal when a new leader comes. So I'm like trying to go to the church. And like when I went back to the church, I like went back. I um at like just before I went back, I was actually like in interviewing for this real estate position, like this long step interview and I'd worked really hard for it. Um, this job would have like changed my life, like financially in every way possible. And, um, I, they offered me the job and like that they offered it to me the same week that I went back to the church and I, when they offered it to me, I was like, I'm so sorry, like something came up that I just can't pass up in my brain. It was like the opportunity to go to heaven Um, (laughs) just came back in my life. And so I have to decline. So, and they were so shocked, Um, crazy. So like I I let go of that. And then like I had moved far away from the church. Um, So then like I had this, um, and then for my job, we went back to the office like I had this long commute to work and then I was like commuting to the church and I was there late every night and so like I had no money um because I was like spending it all on gas so then I was like okay well I need a tie and I need to have good offering so if I'm going to go back to Zion I need to like you know arrange your physical situation to cater to the gospel right <laughs> so I like moved out of my house like abruptly I found a house that was like close to the church Um, and yeah, I declined the job, moved, like just switched up my whole life again, like stopped talking to certain friends and, um, yeah, I went back and I was like in it and like very much like struggling. So I went back like during Passover time and the, um, I went before, back before the first Passover. So like sometime like early March. And I had like I started tithing immediately when I went back, you know, because it was like when you're like, once you get to a certain point in the church, like, you know, you have to do all the things or like everything is equally important. You know, like if you don't, if you're doing this, but not this and this, like you're going to hell. (laughs) So like I was like, okay, I have to preach every day. I have to tithe. I have to give offering. I have to like all the things um and so yeah that's exactly what I did
0: because you went fully all the way back in again which I totally yeah. understand I yeah. I totally understand yeah what when did you finally get out and how did that even happen I am just so yeah. proud of you that you made it out thank and now you. you're talking to us <laughs> thank After you everything thank that they you. put you through and Like how that fear held you, I just totally relate to that fear holding you for so long. How did Mm -hmm. you finally break that off? Break that off.
1: So they actually sent me on a preaching trip to Utah to go like
0: preach to the Mormons. Um God.
1: And like when we got there, I know (laughs) when we got there, they were like, you know, giving us a briefing on Mormonism and you know, they mentioned like, okay, yeah, the Mormon church is a cult and they do this and they do that. And like, you're going to run into members that like have left the church and they're really hurt. And some of them don't want anything to do with God. And like, you know, they were giving us ways that we could like intrude. Um, so, but you know, in that moment I was like, wait a minute, that's like what you guys did to me, like arranged marriage, abusive, you covered it up. Okay. check, check, check. So my brain started realizing these things in it, but it, it was just a lot for me. And I was like, wait a minute. So, but I, I went out and was like, no, like, you know, I'm just going to go like, do what I'm here to do. Like I, you know, I I didn't want to like accept that thought, like that it was real. Um, so I went out like preaching and we did run into, um, ex-members of the Mormon church and there was this one girl in particular that we met and I just like looking into her eyes I was like oh my gosh we have the same eyes Mm
0: -hmm. and that like
1: we've been through the similar things and it was just like when we walked away from her house I just started crying and like my preaching partner at the time was like Oh it's okay and like hopefully you know we'll come preach to her again like and she'll receive the truth but no like and I couldn't tell her what I was like actually thinking that I was crying because it was like how could I like coerce this person into coming into the same situation like oh my gosh and so then after that I like I got home and then I had like a death in the family um in New Mexico and so like That was my, like, out. And even, you know, going to a family funeral is like, a no-no in the church, too. But I was, like, oh, my gosh, I got (laughs) to go. You know, also, like, the next, when we got back from the trip, like, it was a Sabbath day. They had me go up on the podium and share a fragrance about the trip in front of the entire service and um, was sitting front and center right in front of the podium. So, like, it was just, I blacked out. I don't even remember what I said. Um... And then, like, I left to New Mexico, and I didn't come to the church for a week. And during that week, I was, like, watching Mormon documentaries and was, like, seeing all these similarities and was just, like, oh, okay. And so then I met with Missionary Sam, and I just, like, confronted him about everything. And I was, like, I, um, you know, he was, like, oh, was trying to, like, he thought that it was like the funeral as to why I wasn't going to the church. And I was like, actually, like, I'm fine. Like, it's not the funeral at all. That's actually not why I haven't been here. Like, I've been back in town for days. Like, um, actually, you know, this was my experience in Utah. And I really don't think that it's really not okay that you guys still have like him here um, after everything that happened. And then he told me, he was like, Sister Esperanza, do you need us to move to a different location so you can be okay and i was like and i'm so proud of what i said i was like isn't that what the catholic church does (laughs) they just like have these abusers and they move them around everywhere i don't remember what he said but then he like started telling me that like i'm not praying enough and i need to pray more and all these things and i was just like yeah i'll try and there was more but i grabbed my violin i walked out and i haven't been back since it's been a really ugly process since then and i've it's been a lot as you know as you know what happens when you leave but um i'm so thankful and um, i really appreciate your guys' platform and what you're doing and like i i imagine it was so like scary when you started doing this and just like thank you for getting past that and doing it anyway because you have no idea i'm sure you know how much you're helping people but really like oh my gosh like thank you
0: (laughs) i feel like we could do i mean if you're interested we could do another time where we interview again if that would be okay what do you guys yeah i think that your story is very common it's Mm -hmm. hard I think that there's yeah. a lot of uh, sisters that are in arranged marriages right now that are going through similar things. Well, Tony, with Anthony and Chad, I feel like they're abused, too, to the men who are married. Like, you
1: hear about the arranged marriages and that they weren't really ever good. But, like, I I've never really heard someone speak, like, publicly about the details and, like, what really, like... And I, like you said, I, I've had a feeling, I'm like, I have a feeling that because they were so nonchalant about him being there, I'm like, okay, this, like, I can't be the only one. And I just know that like, there were things that the things that I didn't understand and things that I thought maybe were unique to my experience or whatever, just hearing them being talked about on the podcast, it just, it really helped me so much. And it's just like. I know there are other people that have been through what happened to me, or maybe even worse, definitely, un- unfortunately, and um, I just want them to,
0: to be okay, too, you know? Yeah, that's really yeah. amazing. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing. Um, is it okay if we schedule another time? Yeah. Um, do you know if he got arranged again? Is he married again? Um, He's not, but,
1: like, he's not arranged but the same the day the sabbath day that i got back from utah where they like made me speak in front of everybody he was right there they gave an education that same day and like missionary sam was explaining like yeah well, when i came i like demoted everybody but i think some people are like ready to be like unit leader group leader again and he was like yeah brother i think i will make you unit leader again soon and i was like what <laughs> like, that was just i was like yeah i'm out like I. And but in that moment, too, I still believe that like this was God and everything. But it was like, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to read Stephen Hassan's book. And if. My experience aligns with what he says, then I have to admit it to myself and I cannot deny what this is. And it was like, check, check, check everything, everything.
0: I want to talk to you about like your healing and how you get yeah, snapped out yeah. of it because it's crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, So you guys will be back for part three with Esperanza. You deserve to give them the biggest boom baby that they ever had. Boom baby. <laughs> What the hell is Tony doing? She's being so distracting. (laughs) Tony, what are you doing?